You are listening to a podcast produced by The Talking Mode. I'm your host, Sarah, and here is my co-host, Caroline. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So today's special episode is about a recent global phenomenon that most of us have experienced, which is the Facebook outage. And today we're going to discuss all about it and what does it shed light on the current role of social media in our lives and the consequences surrounding this phenomenon. So without further ado, let's get started. First, we'll talk about some personal experience with this phenomenon. Okay, so Sarah, um, what is this Facebook outage? And when did it happen? And, you know, how often does it happen according to your knowledge? So um, to my knowledge, uh, this global uh, Facebook outage is the situation when uh, suddenly all the Facebook and it's um, like the whole Facebook empires, which includes Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, basically anything that's Facebook's own um, was shut down due to Mm -hmm. maybe problems by um, like technical problems or any other conspiracy theory, I don't know, (laughs) leaking information, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, so that's when um, no one could get access to uh, Facebook and the related platforms. Um, So when let's say when did it happen so recently it happened on october 4th which is uh last monday and to my knowledge like i before that i've never experienced uh a facebook outage but uh um from what i've read i think that before in 2019 it happened once and earlier in 2021 there was one too but it only like lasted for uh, like a shorter span but this time mm-hmm. it's like six hours which is really long and it has disrupted a lot of a lot of parts of our lives so personally uh, about the outage in 2019 I experienced that it was very kind of frustrating that you know I couldn't contact my friends like I remember back then correct me if I'm wrong but like um, Facebook went out and then also messenger went out so not not instagram instagram wasn't you know shut down anything it's only facebook and messenger and so i couldn't even though i couldn't message my my friends and you know on facebook and messenger still we we were still able to message each other on instagram so that's fine but for this particular global outage i feel like yeah it's all the yeah like you said it's all it's all the companies or the apps that Facebook owns. So it's more, even more frustrating. So the next question is kind of dedicated. The a few next questions are dedicated to you because um, fun fact, I was sleeping when this happened. Like, um, yeah, it, it was around like 10.30 or something, right? Right. Yeah, I did figure yeah. you slept by then because, you know, normally you slept like really early. Yeah. <laughs> And so when I woke up the next morning, I was completely like, have no idea what happened, but like, yeah. So for you who kind of stayed up late, so what were you doing when, you know, that kind of occurred, like happened? Okay. So when I like, when it occurred, like when I didn't know, like it's a global phenomenon or anything, I was in the middle of creating our Facebook page. It was like the, the talking most, I was like setting it up and, you know, adding the pictures or like designing all the 
like the post in prior I was like oh my gosh it's like the worst day because I picked it like the wrong day to I don't know publish our podcast to Spotify and Anchor it was like um really frustrating because mm-hmm. I picked a wrong day. yeah I picked a wrong date to um decide to launch the Facebook page um I mean like it was late I know it was late but like um it was like just um some setting ups for the Facebook so it was okay um but however like it's still 10 30 and I couldn't get across any of the platforms that was really really frustrating so (laughs) of all the dates I wouldn't think because I, I picked Monday which I think it's very supposed to be like peaceful and calm and you know nothing much happened but well um uh, not knowing that it's a global phenomenon I was like okay yeah I am really it's frustrating you know hearing like my friends tell me their kind of frustration yeah I could I could understand to an extent but like um yeah like I said I haven't experienced this situation where everything went out and you know not a single platform to communicate um yeah it's kind of funny (laughs) um but like another question what was your initial reaction well normally I'll check the wi-fi but the thing is I was opening uh, like a lot of tabs (laughs) on Mm -hmm. on the browsers and um I I sort of figured that it's not the it's not the situation with the Wi-Fi connection because, you know, why other tabs could, you know, be open. And oh, so this okay. one is like, basically it doesn't work. And so what I initial thought was that I was hacked. <laughs> I don't know, because I was opening a lot of tabs and I think, and then like the, the, the morning before on, on Chrome, it appeared this thing when they said, oh, you, um, you, ha- you, like you grant access to third party and stuff and I think well, maybe that's a like maybe that's a link or maybe I you know mm-hmm. accidentally clicked to some of uh, third parties or um it, some extensions that may cause harm so mm-hmm. I was like oh no and then <laughs> it was very <laughs> funny that I went I searched like how do I know if I was hacked <laughs> um I did this very um so I did this very very often because um because I don't know maybe if that's not like the wi-fi um situation and I didn't figure that there could be a Facebook outage because I've never experienced Mm -hmm. it before back then I I didn't use Facebook as much uh so yes I checked but um I remember like but then I saw that when people sort of telling that when they're hacked there's something um kind of like they still get access to their to their Facebook However, something's wrong. But in this case, it's basically um, appear like a line saying, I cannot connect to server or something. Yeah, I, I was like, I did all sorts of things. I lock out, lock in, and I didn't try Messenger though. Uh, because few hours, like, or like 30 minutes before that, our teachers kind of sent an uh, assignment. And I saw, okay, so that still works normally. Um, but then I went to Instagram and I see that no feeds can, you know, could be low and refresh. Oh. So yeah, it's kind of strange, but still I didn't figure. Uh, and then, wow. um, so, and then the, the time when I actually realized that it's, it's not just me who experienced it is when I was, um, turning in my, 
uh, IT assignments, like the access, um, like for grade 12, we have access, um, Google, Microsoft access, and I was turning it in. I use a different laptop, my mom's. And then, so I just search uh, Facebook because I need a link on that. Okay, so I figured maybe my laptop is a problem. So I use my mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so funny how it's uh, when I search Facebook without the without the dot com, uh, there's an article that says Facebook was shut down. It was 14 minutes ago. Okay, I was like, wow. now that's um, now that's a relief. Uh, okay, so it's not just me. Okay, okay, so this is cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was like. Cool. How cool is that? Everyone was like, it's a global phenomena. Everyone was like shut down from social media. Think about that. Wow. <laughs> so, right. So great. You know, just not me. And okay. So everyone shares the pain. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that you found out that you were not the only one through articles. When I am um, on Corn and then I, I, I type Facebook and then normally they have like automatically, it's like facebook.com. And I just click, mm -hmm. but then on my mom's laptop, I just type Facebook without, you know, anything. And it just appeared that article like 14 minutes ago. So, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Um, okay. This is no problem, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting how, yeah, I mentioned in the outage in 2019, I knew that I were not the only one through Instagram. Yeah. Because that back then Instagram wasn't shut down, but it's interesting how you, you know, found out that yeah, through articles and it's kind of funny, but it's reasonable because kind of Facebook messenger and Instagram were the only kind of platforms that we communicated in. So yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. That, that leads to, um, how like a uh, situation when you you kind of ask yourself okay so we have class tomorrow and if this you know couldn't like this, this whole situation it's like didn't solve by then then um how can we communicate with each other and i think zalo maybe and i was like wait but we don't have like um class group, group on yes, that group and it's yeah. i don't know but then um so one of um so one of my classmates he quickly sent a, a link, like the group links to our English groups, which supposed to be, you know, um, has everyone in it. And he says, may I excuse for some, you know, minutes so that I can send this um, link to everyone in the class, he said to the teacher. And then we just got access. And then, you know, everyone was like, there's like a whole explosion of, of messages because no one could get, you know, no one could connect to one another. So, wow, he's kind of, so, how, how, how could he do that like so fast? Like, yeah, he, he, he was really quick to, uh, you know, create group class and stuff. Um, so that was kind of fun. We had a fun chat that night. Wow. Everyone was like staying up late to like to 12 or one in the morning. You know, it was all fun. And some, some of our classmates even said, uh, you know, Zalo is even better than Messenger. You can pin messages and you know you can set calendar so maybe we should just use here and I feel like he's been waiting for messenger to shut down for a long time ago to use Zello it was a very very uh, memorable like a day I wish I could experience that but like yeah I couldn't because I slept so it's okay though Okay.
Um, so the next chunk of today's episode, we'll talk about, you know, the role of social media in our lives and, you know, what are the consequences if such events happen. Of course, like this kind of outage had caused, you know, tremendous loss for business. Like I read some business had lost like thousands of dollars in just minutes because, you know, they were doing some kind of contract and, you know, selling. And so um, it was very unfortunate of them for them to, you know, have experienced this um, during, you know, their work session and also some personal inconveniences like you said that you were doing your personal things with our podcast channel and then you know some other people you know they were connecting with their family and friends and it was very unfortunate but again it's a it's a global thing so um it's kind of fair <laughs> that no one you know had to experience this and the other um didn't what do you think like this outage kind of show us like yeah show us about the role of social media like within our lives and yeah what are, what are the consequences if you know someday we woke up and there were there was no social media anymore so i think that um if anything this shows that basically um the whole facebook empire like which includes you know instagram whatsapp messenger has played a very mm, prominent role in our life Basically, we, it's like an indispensable part of our lives. You know, we cannot get rid of it. Just think about it when we use this, you know, platform mostly to uh, connect with our friends, our family, you know, and then make new acquaintances. Also, uh, apart from Facebook and Messenger, which, you know, um, it could be like called, still called like social media, but like WhatsApp, it's more than just a social media. So according to one of the articles that I've read, it's a, it's a public utility. Um, mm-hmm. Many, many of the business, um, business contact has been I don't know, created and linked through WhatsApp. So that means that it's not on our like social media lives, but it's, the, it's also the way that we use to make money. But then um, I think that if the world had gone back to the time when we didn't have social media, then uh so there's like two scenarios ones that we have experienced social media and then we kind of like you know then and then social media kind of disappear and two Mm -hmm. is that we haven't so in the second scenario it's kind of easy because then when it didn't happen then it's normal right still use some sort of like traditional ways to communicate like like um emails or mails or like posts and stuff but when we have experienced it and then we stopped, so that's like a whole new, like a different situation. So when you're like used to something, for example, now you're used to having lights and then suddenly you don't, it's been like a real huge part of your life. It made who you like, it's kind of partly made who you are. Um, losing it, I guess that maybe like there would be like a really huge change in the way that people communicate, say, I used to, you know, text you through Messenger and it's short, right? Everything is short. Everything it's, um, it could be lengthy, but like, because it's very instant, I could send you a message and then you receive instantly. And, but then now if we went back to that time, we sort of had to think very carefully about what we want to communicate for the people that are geographically um, further from us. So I guess that's the way, like it has to do a lot with language and 
you know, ways people receive and receive information and then uh, interpret information or like spread information. Totally changing. How about you? What do you think the world gone back to the time when it has no social media? Yeah, I agree about the kind of communication styles that would change. And, you know, also how we will have to adapt to the, the massive change uh, if, if it was to happen. Um, you know, because as you said, we, we are so used to this having social media, you know, waking up and having, you know, scrolling on Instagram or texting and, and it's, it's, it's instant and, you know, we cannot wait or we don't like to wait. But I think like if we were to, you know, go back in time, I feel like people would somehow try to reinvent this social media because as you said, um, for the first scenario, for the first scenario where, you know, where we have experienced uh, social media and suddenly we stop, then I feel like we, we, we would not stand that kind of feeling and kind of inconvenience. So I feel like in that case, there would be room for more innovation and instant innovation because we cannot stand, you know, having to wait a moment to send a message or having to write a letter and you know send it by post so it would there would be so many inconveniences and I feel like we are so impatient that we would not wait and we would kind of like I said reinvent and kind of find other ways to kind to an extent resemble some features of social media so it's very sad I feel like to think about that we would not want to kind of go back in time, like fully go back in time and change our communication style because it's been so prominent in our lives. And that's just so how crucial of a, war, of a role that social media plays. But to an extent, it's, you know, very beneficial. Like the, you, you get news instantly, like you said, like you insert on internet and you have article, but the Facebook app is just very convenient in that way but also because it's so convenient I feel like it's had gotten you know addictive not many of us realize that we are to an extent addicted to social media because it's so prominent uh, we feel like because it's so prominent we don't usually recognize it for being addictive we usually recognize it for being beneficial and you know it's it's become a norm in our life we don't really recognize that it's a form of addiction in my in my opinion because it's a form of, of, of addiction then when it go out then we would kind of cling to it and you know reinvent that kind of show, uh innovation if that makes sense i don't know if i'm right, rambling yeah. Yeah. I, yeah i mean I, I totally agree with the whole points when you're making about uh reading articles say now you have like all sorts of um huge you know journalistic um you know company but then how often do you go to those sites and read rather than you follow them online? And then, you know, it appears to your feet and you just click on the link. Absolutely. To it, right? But then now you have to find like you, you know, you go to um, the New York Times or BBC, you know, you, it's kind of like um, it's not there for you. You know, it's not it's not always in front of your face for you know, just to click through to to read. Just now you have to go through time. It's like you're reading in the library and now with the ebooks and things, it's kind of like that. Everyone's, you know, don't have to spend so much time to such, but now they're going back to uh, to those times when um, they have to crawl through a bunch of information to find what they need.
you might know that one day prior to the outage, Facebook whistleblower Frances Hagen, she has appeared in a 16 minutes interview are stating that Facebook's ranking algorithm has led to the divisiveness and angry content. And then one day after the outage has occurred, she appeared like she she appealed to Congress and let out a devastating truth that said almost no one outside of Facebook knows what happens inside Facebook. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and then she, I, I think um, you said that she continuously, right, claim that Facebook continues like puts profits yeah. instead of limiting hate speech and information, which is really against what Mark Zuckerberg has always said about, you know, creating a community on Facebook. So what do you mm -hmm. agree? Like, do you agree on the thing that she's fighting for? I'm not 100% against what she's saying because, you know, and I, I don't know if, if she's, you know, saying the truth or not, because as she said, almost no one outside Facebook know what happened inside Facebook. So, so as we, we are like outsider, we, we cannot, and we cannot know what happens inside of Facebook and, you know, what goes behind the scenes. So in a sense, her statement kind of makes sense to me because again, Facebook is a business before it is a community. It is kind of, yeah, a place for profit before, you know, it, it claims to serve the public. So profit for entrepreneurs, in my opinion, kind of outweighs other priorities, you know, like community or like information or like truth and stuff. So in a sense, I do agree that Facebook puts profits ahead of, you know, their community and what Mark Zuckerberg claims to do. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure if her statement is somewhat, you know, truth, truthful. I think like, because, you know, Frances Hagen, she used to be, um, I don't know, product in Facebook. Yeah, she was, yeah. she was in Facebook for, for, um, I don't know, tackling misinformation before she left um, Facebook, according, following the capital attack in the US. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe she presented a lot of evidence to the SEC. Really? Labor, because uh, I think that Facebook has un undergone like a lot of uh, scrutiny and um, cases like law lawsuits for <laughs> the past few years. And I, in, in a statement, uh, Facebook also agreed that it's, um, its platform has indeed included a lot of hate speech and misinformation and it's fighting to uh, to eliminate those. However, it's, you know, just like, it's not transparent enough for the users to know, you know, mm -hmm. what kind of, what kind of um, information they're being exposed to because sometimes we call it like irreversible effects, right? When it's happened, it could not really be. Yeah, I agree, but like, what makes the algorithm algorithm of Facebook so different from you know Instagrams or yeah. Twitters oh. or TikTok? So because you know when we're talking about you know angry content and you know misinformation, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, I, I feel like misinformation is everywhere. And so I, I'm not sure what sets you know Facebook apart on that kind of misinformation path and you know angry content, hate speech, or something. I'm not sure where she's coming from and. Um, yeah, what sets her apart and what sets her problem apart from many others' problems with information, misinformation, you know? So, yeah, to an extent, I, I, I don't fully buy into what she's saying. 
guess that it has to do with the engage engagement based i don't know ranking like posts like posts which has mm -hmm. more engagements and it get um appear to everybody's feeds rather than something that has potential and without ads you know like without boosting then it, it kind of like really um kind like ranks really low and i think even though that it's very very um obvious because uh it's a business after all right no nothing is free mm -hmm. it's has yeah. some kind of profits but then um i think like the whole point she's trying to make is that we are like a business we are like a kind of like a profit making uh platform with ads you can buy and that means that even with some of the um kind of like content that are um misinformed or like that uh excludes a um a, an ethnic or like an a part of people that could be could be published online too it, you just need money and that's like you could you could run like a campaign or like um i don't know an ad that basically racist ads or something you just need money and then it's across the whole facebook how like that but like maybe it's more subtle not like mm -hmm. <laughs> saying yeah so that subtlety and um i don't know and lack of transparency and with the facebook algorithm that um that kind of like paved the ways for so much misinformation and um things uh that have caused people to lose their lives because of the content that it's post online i guess I, i guess that's the whole point she's making got it so she, she demands more transparency yeah like she's like for any other platform i i feel like yeah transparency should be number one for any like other like i mentioned instagram tiktok i feel like yeah what she does is kind of a wake-up call for all of us like especially the big giants in social media platforms like i mentioned like um yeah there's a point yeah. that, that uh, instagram's continuously um posting things that makes girls like young girls hate themselves even herself she said and i quoted um she had this last uh, best friend because of misinformation that presented in those those social media and that's like the the cause that she's fighting for so mm -hmm. uh i guess that whether it's right or wrong uh, misinformation is wrong <laughs> um it's bad Agreed, yeah. um and that we should always be self-aware when we read things online when we um you know because we don't know what kind of information we're supposed to so we have to be careful with the things that we read with the things that we absorb with only that i agree but like yeah her whole statement i'm not sure okay okay so i think that's a very fun episode we had today you know discuss spontaneous episode yeah. <laughs> it's also a special one it you know it kind of like falls out on our schedule it's not part of it mm -hmm. something that yeah. we experience and we want to tell it to our podcasties yes we hope you enjoy our episode today and that's a wrap so see you next time bye wait you buy it okay see you soon lại nha um so see you soon stay tuned stay safe and stay awesome, awesome. bye